All right, and welcome back. Thank you for coming back. What we wanted to now is look at the barriers. What holds us back from being able to have good, difficult conversations? And for that, what I want to share with you is what we call the matrix of wise compassion. And this was actually the framework that we used to be able to help us identify what are those things that globally pulls us back as leaders and pulls us away from being able to bring wisdom and compassion to our leadership. And to be able to help us sort of frame this up, I'll walk you through what the matrix looks like. So what you see here on the screen is the matrix of wise compassion. And I'll just walk you through so that we can understand it together. Starting off with, we look at the difference between being caring versus uncaring. And we put that along the vertical. The next thing that we look at is along the horizontal, the difference between basically being wise versus being unwise. And with that, what we can create is four different quadrants. The first quadrant being caring avoidance, the second quadrant being wise compassion, the third quadrant being ineffective indifference, and the fourth quadrant being uncaring execution. And what I want to do next is to be able to walk through the three quadrants that are actually the barriers that hold us back. You can see the sweet spot is really when we're able to combine both wisdom and compassion. That's really when the magic happens for us as leaders. But to be able to understand how to get there, it's really important for us to be able to see what holds us back. And those are in quadrants one, three, and four. And we'll walk through each of these to help us understand. And as we do that, I'll invite you to consider what holds you back from having good, difficult conversations. To start out with, the first barrier that we see is when we over-index on care. And this can sound like a good thing, but it actually can lead to negative outcomes. We can care so much that we avoid giving that difficult feedback. We avoid the conversation. And that's not only not helpful for us, it's not helpful for the individual, it's not helpful for the team. And let me just say, if you have ever been in the situation where you have avoided giving someone tough feedback because you didn't want to hurt their feelings, and just you can see I am raising my hand because I have done that. It's because, you know, we're good human beings. We don't like to hurt other people. And so this is a quadrant where we can often end up in, and it's totally understandable. But we do need to be able to find a way to be able to overcome this. And specifically, from a neurological perspective, what we see is the reason oftentimes where we end up in caring avoidance is because we're letting empathy be a barrier to action. So to be able to help us understand this, I want to share with you what we call the landscape of compassion. And if you look at this diagram here, what we see is on the one hand, our willingness to act. And on the other hand, we see our understanding of another person's experience. And what we can look at is that at the starting point, at kind of the, the bottom of this spectrum, is that we can have the experience of pity, which is, I feel sorry for you. Not a lot of willingness to act and not a lot of understanding of the other person's experience. Moving up from there, we can have the experience of sympathy, which is, I feel for you. A little bit more willingness to act and a little bit more understanding of the other person's experience. But here's where I want to really make sure that we pause because the next step that we go into is the experience of empathy, which is I feel with you. And this is a beautiful human experience. It is a wonderful, amazing capability that human beings have to be able to connect with another person's feelings. And this is why we cry at movies or we you know, feel emotional about when somebody is either having a good day or a bad day. 
And it is something for us as leaders to really recognize that it's important because it enables us to connect and resonate with people. But there are some downsides of empathy that it's really important for us to be able to explore. And that's why what we want to be able to do is recognize that empathy is only one step in the journey. The experience that we want to look towards is compassion. And from a definitional perspective, I want to invite you to consider the definition of compassion being the intention to be of benefit. Basically, I am here to help. Now, looking at this from a neurological perspective, just to be able to dive into the neuroscience of this, is that when we talk to researchers who are looking at actually how our brain experiences empathy versus how our brain experiences compassion, what we can see is that empathy can be categorized as an emotion, basically sharing the suffering or the joy of another person. Whereas compassion can actually be seen as an intention. We can experience empathy essentially in the emotional parts of our brain, in the insula, in the anterior mid cingulate cortex, whereas we can experience compassion more in the prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain where we're capable of being able to have a more bigger picture perspective, being able to make more rational decisions. And the reason why this is so important is because from a research perspective, what we've seen is that empathy, although it is good and it is wonderful, it can lead to some very specific negative outcomes. In particular, we can over-index on empathy and end up then feeling distressed and burnt out ourselves. Empathy can also lead to fleeting actions. We can empathize in the moment with refugees across the sea and then next week forget about them altogether. It can also lead, and this is so important in today's context of the importance of really creating diverse and inclusive environments, we know, sad to say, that our brain empathizes more with people that look like us versus people that don't. So it can make us narrow-minded, but it can also lead to poor moral decisions, again, because we might empathize with somebody and so make a decision based on wanting to support that person when really we need to look at the bigger picture perspective. So empathy... It's good, but it does have some downsides. Whereas compassion, what we found is when we were really able to focus on that intention to be of benefit, when we're able to make that neurological shift into our prefrontal cortex, there's just benefits. Creates a sense of empowerment, a greater sense of control. It leads to more sustainable action, greater social connection. And so these are things that are really important for us to be able to understand as leaders. But I don't want to just talk about these things because that's not actually where the real magic happens. What I want to do, and I hope you're game for this, is actually guide you through an exercise to hopefully help you to be able to experience the difference between empathy and compassion. Now, for this exercise, what I want to warn you is that I am going to invite you to bring to mind somebody that you know is struggling. So it can bring up some negative emotions. That's part of the exercise. So if at any point you feel that it's a little bit too much and you just want to take a break, Please just either shut off the video for a moment, go for a stretch break, or do what you need to do. Self-care, remember, is wise compassion, starting with ourselves. But all right, if you are game to join me in this exercise, what I'd like to do is to just start by inviting you to find a comfortable position. Perhaps if you're standing or if you're sitting, just take an opportunity to feel grounded and invite a sense of relaxation into this moment. If it's helpful for you, you can close your eyes or have a nice, soft, downward gaze. I promise I will not be staring at you. 
And I want to invite you to consider the answer to the question. What does it feel like to be you right now? And if you notice any tension anywhere in your body, see if you can maybe relax your shoulders, maybe adjust your position, and really be kind to yourself. Perhaps take a nice few relaxing breaths. Really anchor yourself in this moment. Scanning the body for any tension and inviting a sense of relaxation. Now what I'd like to invite you to do is bring to mind somebody that you know is struggling. Could be somebody in your personal life or in your professional life. And see if you can visualize that person as if they were standing in front of you. And again, I want to invite you to consider the answer to the question, what does it feel like to be you right now? As you're visualizing this person in front of you, take stock. What does it feel like to be you right now? And if you notice any tension, any tightness, any heaviness, I'll invite you to label that as empathy. More than likely, that is your experience of being able to feel with another person. And just to be clear, if you don't feel anything at all, that's also okay and perfectly normal. Just noticing. Now, what I'd like to invite you to do is to see if you can take a mental step back, still visualizing that person but asking the question, how can I be of benefit? Not necessarily looking for any answers, just simply asking the question, how can I be of benefit? And the idea being is taking that mental step back, having a little bit of a bigger picture perspective, looking from a solution-oriented perspective, asking that question over and over again, how can I be of benefit? And again, I would like you to just notice, what does it feel like to be you right now? And if you notice perhaps a little bit of sense of empowerment, perhaps a, a little bit more confidence in being able to take a step forward, even if you didn't come up with anything specific, you may have made that neurological shift from the experience of empathy into the experience of compassion. And if you didn't experience anything at all, also okay. Now, what I'd like to invite you to do is let go of the visualization and just come back to an opportunity to feel grounded, focusing on the breath, 
just being able to be present in this moment. And then letting go of the exercise and taking a moment to just write down anything that came up for you during that exercise. And specifically, if you did come up with anything specific that you could do to be able to help that person that you were visualizing, I'd love to invite you to write it down. And one thing, you know, even if it was, hey, I was doing this weird exercise on empathy and compassion, and I was thinking about you and just thought I'd send you a little note. One of the things that we know as leaders is oftentimes we make the mistake of thinking that we have to solve everybody's problems. And as we also know, there are many problems that we simply cannot solve, but it doesn't mean we can't be present with people, that we can't think about them, that we can't hold them in their thoughts. And this oftentimes as leaders is a really inspiring and both empowering way to be able to help people to not only let them know that we care, but also let them feel empowered that they can then be able to support themselves. So hopefully you were able to get some insights from that exercise. And that's really the key thing in terms of being able to overcome that caring avoidance, that experience that we have of being in quadrant one, when we let empathy be a barrier to action, when we can transfer from that experience of empathy into the experience of compassion. But where we want to go next is, is looking at other aspects of the barriers. So that's the first one, when we let care be a barrier to action. But we can also end up in what we call quadrant three, which is we label ineffective indifference. And this sounds like a terrible place to be. And you may say, Jacqueline, I would never want to be an ineffective and indifferent leader. You don't know me. I would never be there. Well, my friends, if I can call you that, I will say we all end up in this box of ineffective indifference. We end up here because we're busy. We end up here because we're overwhelmed. We end up here simply because of our own natural unconscious biases. Sometimes, as I said earlier, I may think I'm acting in ways that are really wise and compassionate, but if you don't see it that way, you may see me as a leader of being ineffective and indifferent. So the key thing here is to recognize that busyness, pressure, biases are all things that can really get in the way of us being our best selves, of us bringing our best potential as leaders to the table. And we all end up in this box, depending on the situation, depending on our state of mind, depending on what's going on. And so the key thing for us is to really reflect on how often do we let busyness get in the way? How often are we distracted in terms of when we're trying to have a good, difficult conversation? And what can we do to really make sure that we don't end up in this box of ineffective indifference, especially when we want to be able to have a good, difficult conversation? So that's the second barrier. The third barrier that I want to talk about is when we end up in the box of uncaring execution. And this is when we essentially put results before people's well-being. And I really want to make it clear that this is something that we found in our research that a lot of leaders felt like this was where they had to be when they were having difficult conversations, when they had to tell somebody that the project was canceled or that they were going to be laid off or or that they were giving them an assignment that they knew that they didn't want to, to engage in, or when they had to give someone tough feedback, they felt like, you know what, you just got to rip the bandaid off, you got to go in there, you got to do the dirty job, you just got to tell them like it is, and make sure that that message gets clear. 
And although there is a lot of importance in terms of clarity of message that I'll talk about when we look at the solutions and the strategies to be able to have good, difficult conversations, what we saw here in uncaring execution was oftentimes it wasn't really that the person was necessarily looking at, you know, the care or concern about the other person, but they were actually protecting themselves. They didn't want to be seen as being a not kind leader, or they didn't want to be seen by their superiors as not being able to execute effectively and get things done. And so they got the idea that this was actually where good leadership rests. Good leaders are tough and strong and be able to make those decisions and be able to have those tough conversations and say what needs to be said. And again, what we found in our research that I shared with you earlier was this was absolutely not the case. We can both get good results, high performance, high engagement, high job satisfaction, and we can do it when we also make sure that we bring care to the table. So those are the barriers. And that was really what I wanted to share with you in terms of looking at, and hopefully this framework of the matrix of wise compassion, hopefully that can be helpful for you. And just before we leave this segment and take another little break, I'd love for you to just take an opportunity to consider which of these barriers do you find that you fall into most of the time? As I said, we can all end up in any one of these quadrants, depending on the situation, depending on our mood, depending on the day. But we also all have a default that we tend towards. So do you tend towards that caring avoidance? Do you tend towards an effective indifference? If you're really honest with yourself, are you oftentimes that overwhelmed, little bit too under pressure leader? Or do you tend towards that uncaring execution? Maybe you have some of those assumptions around the falsehoods that that is what good leadership looks like. So take an opportunity to consider what are the barriers as that will be able to help us where we go next, which is really looking at the solutions, the strategies for how we can better navigate to have good, difficult conversations. Enjoy a nice break and I'll see you back in a moment. <music> 